Hey yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card Is Going To Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs, and as always, I am joined by AIW owner, John Thorne. What's up, Thorne? Whoop, whoop. What's whoop, up? Whoop, yeah. Still still buzzing on the, in the juggalo, juggalo world. I was going to say, are you still... Uh, are you still uh, like relaxing? You know, coming, getting back to normal life after after the gathering. Oh, no, because now I'm music? now I'm on a texting basis with Violent J, which I never <laughs> thought would happen. So yeah, I was just gonna say now you're just you're fully immersed in in the dark carnival now, huh? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a wild ride. <laughs> I would safe to say they think you did a pretty good job then uh, booking everything and handling everything at the gathering because he seems to be on a pretty good, uh, like you said, a texting basis with old Violin J there. Yeah, they seem pretty happy with it. They're super pumped that uh, the belt was defended at Absolution on Saturday and it's getting, you know, obviously a, a good amount of social media play, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, they've been getting tagged on some stuff. Uh, so yeah, they're all in all, they're pretty, they're pretty happy with everything. Well, before we get too far into things, I do want to thank our sponsors as always, uh, a couple sponsors. We did just come off our big absolution show. A couple sponsors of that sick things, clothing, uh, IW guide, uh, exchange. We got all kinds of partnerships going on these days, right? Thorn? Yeah. We're looking for more. Yes. So you can hit up Jim at, uh, com. Uh, we're looking, you know, for advertising on the podcast, the live streams, the shows, uh, social media shout outs. There's all kinds of different options. Uh, so hit up Jim, you know, Ven- did I say vendor space? Yeah, there's just all kinds yeah. of, he's working on all kinds of stuff. So, um, and, you know, shout out to, you know, our big sponsor for the remainder of the month which is the Great Lakes Geek Fest, who are putting on the Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament at the end of the month. Yeah, that's uh, the next next thing in the wheelhouse for AIW, uh, returning again back to the uh, the uh, the fairgrounds there. Uh, and they've been, you know, this is our third year working with them, and they've just been incredible partners for the, you know, three straight years. I can't say enough good things about, you know, all, all of them, you know, Tony and... John and Melanie and the, the the whole crew is uh, just uh, been awesome to deal with these last three years, and um, I'm hopeful that this one is you know really you know we've seen some growth the first two years, and I'm hoping we we continue to grow uh, with the third one coming up at the end of the month. Yeah, they even they even came out to Absolution. I know I remember seeing uh, seeing a tweet or some sort of social media saying that, you know, they were out selling tickets for that too. So they they even cut, you know, they're coming to the shows supporting AIW themselves, you know, and they're really in the mix of things here. Yeah, I mean, um, they it, it's it's really an awesome story like how we've even got hooked up with them. <coughs> they really just want, you know, they're kind of like uh, you know, me with with cleveland or you know whatever like they're just like we have we have no cool anything you know in in ashville county no cool wrestling or anything like that we really want to bring wrestling to to our area and uh they reached out to us and they've gone above and beyond for three straight years to uh you know get us out there and uh they want to continue to to make it like a yearly annual thing and i just can't say enough good things about them 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm bummed. I'm missing it this year. Uh, got some family stuff to attend to, but uh, never fear. I got uh, I got the backup. Uh, my backup's coming in, taking care of it. So don't worry about that. It's all good. You got it all set up. Oh yeah. Yep. Got everything taken care of. My guy Brock will be there. Not only does he does he does barbecue, smoking jays, but my man is uh, he's been involved in audio stuff his whole life. So he's gonna help me out, take care of things. I told him don't do too good of a job. I don't need to go uh, losing my job to anybody or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Um, I, I I haven't followed up with them, but I believe they're trying to secure a dunk tank. Oh. Uh, for. The, the event, you know, the kind of, you know, it's same thing as usual. Uh, they're going to open gates at two, have some vendors and different things going on. Um, instead of podcast this year, we're going to do some live uh, AW Academy demonstrations. And then we're going to mix in some kind of, you know, loose Q&A sessions with various people that are there. Are you are you finally going to get your dream of Duke in the dunk tank? <laughs> Isn't that something that was thrown around for a little bit? I think or like Russell Rage or something like that. We we discussed getting him in there and just letting him just you know make fun of people and have him throw throw uh, throw at the dunk tank. Dunk the Duke is my uh, you know if if you want to talk about having a vision board, that is at the top <laughs> of the money making ideas yes. vision board. So uh, I don't know if we're going to get him in there or not, but. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, Dunk Tyson Riggs is uh, is probably on the table. Bear Shark, you're in there. If you didn't know, now you do. <laughs> but I, um, I don't have confirmation if they have it or not. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's a it's a super fun day. Uh, it has been the last two years, and I, I'm sure that this year is going to be no different. So uh, yeah, just wanted to give them a shout out because, uh, like I said, they just are going above and beyond to kind of. Get AIW out there to Ashtabula County, and, uh, you know, they're the ones out there pounding the pavement and, you know, hitting the streets and trying to, uh, you know, get people out to the show. So got to give them a shout out. Follow them on social media, too. Great Lakes Geek Fest. Yeah, I was going to say, if you are coming to the show, which I know a lot of people are, uh, sound off, you know, tag them, let them know, hey, we do we want a dunk tank. We would be definitely be into that. Let them know, you know, that that's something you're into. If if you are, you know, let them know, because like you, yeah, like you said, they're very active on social media. So let them know. Give give them a shout out. Let them know you heard heard here. You're excited for the show and uh, you want you want dunk Duke dunk the Duke. Excuse me. (laughs) And they got and they also have, you know, various shops out uh out in Ashtabula County, out, you know, out east that way. There's uh, Chris Panzone has the uh, In the Zone um, Gaming, I believe it is. And, uh, you know, Tony has uh, Robot Zero Comics. And, you know, they're hustlers. They got they got all kinds of stuff out there. They're, they're always trying to uh, get, you know, different. They just want cool stuff to come to their area, which, I mean, you got to give you, you got to give them credit. You know, they're, you know they're doing it you know they're they're the ones reaching out they're trying to do all this stuff they're putting conventions on we've been uh in contact with them uh about doing something at their big convention the uh, convention the great lakes geek fest in october it's going to be in uh, geneva uh so we're gonna uh do some live matches and stuff like that there not like uh, a full-on aiw show but you know it's going to be kind of like north canton style with uh you know uh, matches you know sporadically throughout the day and all that so you know it's just uh it's become a great relationship with uh those guys and gals at the uh involved in the great lakes geek fest 
Yeah, and uh, Young Ed and I went to that Robot Zero comic shop last time. That was a cool store. Um, and then also, too, at the at the Geek Fest, I mean, they have all kinds of vendors uh, last year and the year before. I mean, they had all kinds of toys, comics, you know, all kinds of collectible stuff. There was a lot of stuff to look through, merch, T-shirts, all kinds of stuff like that. So, I mean, I know we have a lot of fans who are into that type of stuff. It's more than just wrestling, uh, you know. It was oh, whole- it's like, it's like, no, like, honestly, it's like. No wrestling, like very minimal wrestling. It's just like, and it's very much like pop culture stuff yeah, um, and collectibles that, you know, that they're into. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, anything I could do to help them out. Uh, They've been nothing but awesome to us. So, you know, I just want to put that out there into the universe. Yeah, yeah, the wrestling is very much just just a portion of the show. There's so much more going on that day, which is why I've had so much fun every time. Uh, you know, last time we went out there, me and Paul, me and Paul Greer were buying uh, WWE hobby boxes and ripping cards out there. I mean, it was a good time. Yeah, and then uh, you know they uh, they got that bar out there that serves the world's best burger. World's best burger. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, I think I want to say that Artie Mac uh, said that if Chuck wins the tournament, he's buying everyone around a world's best burger. Oh, whoever boy. shows up after the tournament. <laughs> well, this is, Artie's on a hiatus, so I think he's throw, he's just throwing Chuck Stone under the bus there. Yeah, he's just yeah, right, exactly. Do you remember going to that? Did you go to that place with us last year? After? Yep. Yeah, I got I got they called. Were so uh, bad. They were so bad <laughs> that like all these people showed up in this bar that they did not expect to be uh <laughs> they did not expect to be busy that night and we were all like we're here for the world's best burger and they're like what we're like we saw the sign <laughs> yeah right right you can't be putting like, a kind of sign up like that and not deliver you know for like it's the world's best burger we're telling everybody and like they're freaking out they're like you better not tell any more people and i like oh, <laughs> I, I pulled out the i pulled out the uh, the uh aiw twitter account i was like i got twenty nine thousand followers i just told them all to come here <laughs> i'm an online influencer <laughs> they were very upset with me. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah, that place was uh, was very interesting. I <laughs> called a very mean name as soon as I walked in the door by just one of the random guys wearing a cowboy. Oh, local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't like me, and I don't even know why. I didn't even do anything. I just walked in. You fucking city boy. <laughs> yeah, they did not like the cut of my jib at all. Chuck Stone always tells that story though about how I, I told him I was an online influencer. <laughs> Local big shot online influencer. I'm, like, I'm an online influencer food blogger. Uh, I got all I have all my followers coming out here because we heard this is the world's best burger. We saw the sign. <laughs> they were so pissed. Yeah, it says, it says it right on the sign, big and bold. You think they'd be proud of something like that? You know what I mean? She was like, "No, don't tell anyone." Else. Yeah, she's like, "No, we're good. We were we're trying to get out of here early tonight." And I was like, "It's the world's best burger. What are you talking about?" It was like a Saturday night too. Like you think they'd want to be busy too yeah so uh yeah we're i'm looking forward to that that's you know next on the docket uh i believe they have a couple front row tickets left uh so we'll grab those up and uh you know let's uh if, if you want to see this thing continue on you know just like anything else you got to come out and support it uh so if you want more fonzie hardcore tournaments uh hope to see you on july 29th in ashtabula Absolutely. Um, kind of a little segue into that. Uh, you know, we want to recap Absolution a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things happen at Absolution, especially with Fonzie and, you know, where do we stand with Fonzie now and, you know, who he backs and whatnot. Uh, you want to get into this Absolution a little bit here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I would like to recap it with like a, a group like old school because just so much stuff has gone on oh yeah but i mean we can loosely kind of get into get into some things and 
you know, go, go from there. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I, I gotta say though, you know, I did tweet, you know, afterwards, but just, uh, really just incredible how, you know, how a lot of the stories and different, you know, kind of long-term things came together, <laughs> even the stuff that wasn't super long-term, but had a little bit of a story. I think just everybody was kind of on board with it all. Yeah, it was uh, it was some of them long road, some of them shorter road. But I feel like the entire card, the entire the entire show, all kind of culminated a lot of things that were like hanging over the last year or so in AIW, and it it just was a great example of a lot of stories being told simultaneously to all come together in one night in kind of a very. I think the show was paced really well. Like, I think just, like, I don't think there was ever a point, you know, where it was, like, there was a lull or anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a lot. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's just, like, one of those things to where it's, like, you know, uh, I know that AIW, like, in a one-off doesn't always play well, you know? And, like, uh, we, you know, we listen to the other, the adjacent podcasts, and we all, you know, hear the criticisms of this or that and you know uh the thing that you know people don't realize is like you know there's nine times out of ten you know sometimes things just don't go well but most of the time there's you know other kind of you know things at play you know in in the situation and we're we're trying to get somewhere else which is it's kind of weird but like you don't see it a lot in in modern indie wrestling it's you know the 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 model has changed to you know in it has been that way for quite a long time, but you know, more so now than ever in this streaming age is, you know, it's just good wrestler versus good wrestler to try to get or death match for death match to try to get the, the numbers up and to try to get a gift that's going to hit. And then the, the gift hits and then you hope you get followers off of it. It's just like a weird game to play in independent wrestling right now. And like, we don't play the game very well, I guess. Uh, but I I think that we play a different game very well, and that's just kind of doing stuff like this. And, you know, um, if you look at that card, I mean, I think everybody, every match had somebody come through the school one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, the only one that you could technically say is, is you know, Jocelyn versus Ziggy, but, you know, Jocelyn had you know, kind of transferred to the school and Ziggy came, you know, we kind of got a discovered Ziggy. She did when we were doing the new talent initiative camps, you know, pre COVID, mm-hmm. um, you know, she did one of those and that's where we kind of found her. And, you know, it was like a long, you know, five hour camp or something like that. And that's kind of where we got hooked up with her. <coughs> so, uh, I mean, that is what is most amazing when I look at it, it's like, man, we have like really cultivated, not only cultivated people to fill spots, but cultivated people that this fan base is on board with and, you know, looks at as, you know, stars, right? Like mm-hmm. Joshua Bishop is no longer AIW student Josh, you know, he's Joshua Bishop. And, you know, same could be said about Wes Barkley or, you know, so many other people at this point you know they are you know found the foundation now of this promotion and you know that takes a lot of time to you know invest and build that equity up with 
with fans and, you know, there was definitely some growing pains, you know, over the years and, um, you know, now it's all kind of paying off. You know, I, somebody tweeted like, this is the best show since Mount Carmel. And it's like, no, dude, they, we've been doing good shows for a while. I think you just finally have bought into the new, the, the new talent, you know what I mean? The new presentation yeah. and, and all that, if that makes sense. It finally clicked for them. I also think a big thing in, in what you're saying, especially with Ziggy and, and Jossie is, you know, how, especially with how highly touted, you know, Joss is in the women's division and now, and how much backing now Ziggy gets, and especially, you know, here the crowd in the last show, it's, for for two ladies that didn't come from the school to graduate, go through the whole thing, you know, like you said, they kind of came in at different places and whatever, but eventually became ingrained in the school. You know, to, for them to be as as highly backed and as over, I, you know, I hate to use that word or whatever, but it, it's kind of where they are. Is it, it shows that yeah, like it's been a long road, but people are finally buying in and seeing what we're doing is not just these super cards of names that you hear versus names that you hear. It all. It all has a reason, and maybe it took a little longer for some people to get there and kind of figure it out, but I think everyone's kind of on the same page now of what we're doing here in AW. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Broner, same thing, you know, trained elsewhere, started kind of coming into, you know, uh, training at our school, you know, almost mm-hmm. like a, I don't like a, I don't want to say like a, kind of like a finishing or like a polishing, uh, you know, started coming down and, and doing sessions, so. You know, it's it just uh, that is what I'm proud of is like, you know, you could say a lot of things about AIW, but, you know, we are really focusing on putting talent out there for the future, you know, and we're not putting out indie wrestlers. We're trying to put out talent. You know what I mean? There's a there's a yeah. difference. And that's not a dig at indie wrestlers either. We are independent wrestlers. We're just trying to like, you know, we're not saying, hey, go out there and try all this crazy shit like there's a there's a method to you know how we're teaching things and how we're presenting people and you know i this maybe this sounds like a little pretentious or something but um you know it's just absolution i think shows that this is working you know and like uh we're you know like i mean look at Derek and wes right like you know Wes is a from scratch guy. Derek is another kind of, you know, one of these transport transplant types that is now, you know, teaching classes at the school. <clears throat> right. Mainstay there. I mean, the people were going nuts for them. You could go to any other show in the state and you're not going to see a reaction like those two guys got. You know, they could they could have they stood there for two minutes and the crowd chanted, let's go, Derek, let's go, Wes. You know, yeah. like that's fucking sick. You know what I mean? Same, same for Broner and Cardona. Uh, you know, a lot of matches were getting those kinds of reactions, and it's just like you're not seeing a lot of these guys on a lot of shows throughout the country. Yeah, which is whatever. But like in our little corner of Ohio, and you know, like I, I've said before, like it is a credit, and I said it last week. It is a credit to our fan base who you know while sometimes can be uber critical like i think the light bulbs went off for quite a few of them at absolution like oh you know what i mean like i see it now you know and like mm-hmm. they realized that maybe they were being frustrated on purpose you know, you know what i mean like yeah that was part of the the process to get you to that point 
and to get you to, you know, these reactions, right? Like, um, I do think that there was people that in the back of their head were going, I think Cardona is going to retain just cause, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff like that is like, you know, that is what I think just makes pro wrestling so great and the live experience so great. And I don't know how it plays to the stream, but man, like live, like just such an electric atmosphere. And like, you know, I'm, I'm going to point to Caden, right? Like Caden like had a tweet that was like, I was very skeptical of this card. And like, you got to analyze, you got to analyze that statement because people are skeptical because it is not the traditional, you know, what is considered a big lineup in right. today's day and age. Right. So Lions like, and stuff like that. Right. So like, immediately the mentality is to be skeptical but then like also on the flip side of that Caden missed probably one show in the last five years or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like by default like no matter what he's thinking like he knows all these stories and he doesn't even realize it probably right like and you know follow you know following like another tweet he had was like that was one of the best AIW shows of all time right and it's just like you're skeptical of it because like you're not willing to kind of set aside like the the standard that has been set I guess uh, as far as the parameters of what is considered a big show in today's day and age on social media but as an AIW fan like and you're living through it and experiencing it I mean that's the part where it's a great one of the best AW shows of all time, right? Like I, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I get what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think what is what is great is like our fan base, while, you know, they by default you are just programmed to think that way. Everybody was on board that was inside that Masonic Temple and it was fucking packed and it was fucking sweet that it was fucking People were fucking jammed into that fucking place. Ta- the Tadmore. Yeah, the Tadmore. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was fucking awesome. Like, one of the one, one of the biggest crowds of all time at the Shrine that we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like, I mean, you said for and for, for Wes and, and Derek, I mean, they had those chants going. And we even said, like, you know, not to too, too much in the back, but everyone in the back, we were like, the crowd is going absolutely berserk. They haven't even touched yet. They haven't even touched yet. And these people are losing their minds. Like it was, it was, yeah, absolutely electric for that, for sure. And that's just like, that's just the magic of it, right? Like you're not going to see a fucking five star out of those guys or probably anybody on the show, honestly. Like it's just not in that wheelhouse of, of what we present and what we do. And maybe that's wrong. I don't know, but. I mean, you can't, you cannot, you can say they're the worst wrestlers ever. It doesn't matter. You cannot argue those reactions. You know what I mean? And like, right. The match was awesome. They told a great story and like they did a lot of crazy stuff and, you know, it just fed into everything. But, you know, if, you know, they go and have that match at, you know, three letter indie up the road, like, it's not going to be the same because like we have that we've built that equity up with our fan base you know what i mean and like that's in the everything is in the back of their head you know and like 
all the you got to shout out Chase Oliver too. The fucking hype packages and the promos right. and like cutting all that shit together and like even if you don't know the story, like he is just like spoon feeding you all the stories that we've been putting together. So it's like you know a lot of them hit social media. The ones that didn't were played on the stream. You know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. just like. Uh, I mean, uh, that is just the stuff. I mean, we're probably not going to get to too much of the show because we're already, I don't know, probably almost 30 minutes in at this point. But, like, that is the stuff that I think is just so great. And I, I, I am I'm so happy that, like, you know, like I said, you know, I'm not singling them out, you know, but, like, there was plenty more. But I just specifically remember Caden's tweet about how he was skeptical about the show. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that everybody that was skeptical about the show also came to the show and also went along for the ride of the show. And I think everybody was pretty happy with that. Oh yeah. Speaking of the, the live stream stuff, I mean, yeah, you could watch, you could have watched on fight plus and only seen a handful of AIW shows of all time, or even in the last year, maybe a couple here or there, and you would still be pretty up to speed on what was going on and why it was going on and and could be invested from those packages too because i mean they're all done so well yeah that i mean it's it's a different kind of indie wrestling than and than other companies are doing in my opinion yeah and i mean listen like it, it's not for everybody i get that and like it's it's also very acceptable to be a fan that wants to go see something cool and disengage and that's it. You know what I mean? Because like, it is, it's hard to pay attention and follow 8,000 independent companies and AEW and WWE and Impact and Ring of Honor and every fucking other thing. You know what I mean? So it is difficult, but <clears throat> I think that's just what's so great that we've built this audience up, right? Like, you know, like in it is like going to a family reunion, you know, kind of full circle to a fucking little juggalo experience we had a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But like, it is like going to a family reunion, and like you were, you know, in that, you know, on the other side of that rail, and like, oh yeah, you know, these fans, you know, they show up hours early, they hang out, you know what I mean? Like everybody's, you know, hanging in the parking lot. When it was at the Odeon, people were in the parking lot across the street. You know, when it's the Shrine, everybody's out there. You know, like people just. They come and they hang and like it's like you're going to see your friends and like that community continues to grow and you know that is just what is making the whole fucking thing work and you know there's just so much that you know I'm, I'm so like typically like negative or like not happy with stuff but that stuff is just has me so ecstatic and like you know even the even the fans that are in that family and are so critical of everything, like it doesn't like it doesn't matter because like at the end of the day, they are still following along. And I think, you know, like they're critical of the things when they, they're not realizing where it's going, you know, like sometimes, you know, you're not going to have a, we're going to put a match out there. That's not supposed to be great. Like a perfect example is like, <coughs> Oh, you know, like, um, when we announced Philly versus Broner and Youngstown, like I saw complaints, like I already saw this match in the Jaylet, you know, mm-hmm. like I already saw this match. Yeah. Okay. Like, but like, 
just wait. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. to wait and see. There's like a whole fucking plan for this. There's been a plan for this fucking for a year. You know, like you, you gotta just you gotta wait and you gotta wait and see. Sometimes I think that our fans are our, our fans are smart. Uh, they're not just typical like ding dong wrestling fans who just whatever. I think we have a lot of fans who are smart and think that they know where things are going and or why they want them to go away or whatever. And I think you as a booker know that and take it into consideration. And a lot of times you throw little things or curves to try and get people off of a, what they, you know, because you're aware that people are smart. You throw them you know, off like the you set said, a little you, bit. You listen to the shows, you read the tweets, you know that people are know what's going on. So yeah, sometimes as a booker, you have to do certain things that are going to take people off of, because you know, you, 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 people are yeah. You're a smart wrestling fan. Do you want to know exactly what's happening at all times? It's like, do you want to watch a movie if you know what the ending is? No. So you know, people have to buy in and and, and be glad to take take uh, you know be glad that you're a booker who you know is not just going to go start to finish in one straight line and lead you right where you exactly think it's going to be. Sometimes there's going to be stuff that's done on purpose to try and yeah, like throw you off the scent or maybe make you think like you said there was I, I know there was a lot of people who who thought that that uh cardona was was walking out of there the champ um i know a handful of people talked to me about it before the show uh you know so i mean there's things are done for a reason like you said with the with the philly stuff and all that everything everything is thought about and nothing is really just thrown together and like that's another thing that makes it great is like you know, people have been mad, you know, at the two Cardona title wins. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's all by design, right? Like, obviously, last year, Cardona was supposed to lose to Bishop in the big fucking whatever. And, you know, we had to stray from that. And then we came back. And, you know, by the by the time we get we get back into it, you know, it's 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 Broner's time. So we got to go a different way. And that that sucks for for Josh Bishop, right? Like, because he didn't get his big absolution moment with Matt Cardona, which I think would have been huge. And the build to that last year was, was, was amazing. You know what I mean? He got fucked in Akron, was going to get back in Akron. Mm -hmm. We had to throw the, you know, uh, we had, we threw the Norris barbed wire match out there <coughs> for the sake of a, of a big main event. Um, and then, you know, by the time we got back into it, it's like, you can't, we can't go back to that. You know, like uh, people that, that at that point, it's too predictable, you know, like. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we we weaved these different things with the Fonzie turn and you know what I mean? Like um, the Broner injury almost kind of it almost did throw that uh, for for a, a loop. And, you know, there was it was always supposed to be Broner. But, you know, like I, I guess I could, you know, I could say it now, like. Broner wasn't ready. We weren't sure if it was going to be Josh. There was a case for Kaplan versus Cardona, the headline absolution at one point, you know, like there's, yeah. you know, there, there, there's a, there's a lot of different things. And like, I think, you know, I, I guess maybe this whole podcast is going to be a little too inside baseball, but you know, we are me specifically, you know, like I will be open to listen to people in the locker room. And I am not scared to audible, you know, but there sure. was, you know, listen, like it, it was going to, it was supposed to be Broner and credit to him. He worked his ass off to get back because he knew it was, you know, it was now or never for him. And, um, 
you know, credit to him because, you know, he, he got he got the big moment. And, you know, credit to Matt Cardona for, you know, people can say a lot about him. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, kill his gimmick or whatever. But, you know, uh, one of the most giving performers of all time. And, uh, you know, w- went out there wanting to, you know, give Isaiah a, a, a big moment and, you know, be a big kind of, you know, launching pad, hoping that, you know, he can – continue his his rise not only in aiw but uh, wrestling as a whole and i mean you can't you can't beat that right yeah i mean he he was very very much into doing his, his best of job he could for isaiah because like you said i mean he didn't get that opportunity with josh and he really that bothered him you know and he said i mean because i don't know what you want to how much you want to say yeah i mean what, he, had know, all, he, he had offered, offered <laughs> he, he had offered uh, he had offers to go to other larger paying shows and he did not want to miss absolution for the second year in a row because he wasn't able to do, you know, to do it last year. And, uh, he really wanted to do it this year and he really wanted to do it for Broner and he, he declined all, all the offers. <laughs> and I'm sure they're probably going to be paying him more than AIW was going to be paying him. But, you know, he was, he was very in, you know, involved and, you know, engaged in, you know, in the story and what we were trying to accomplish and, you know, yeah. uh, credit to him, you know, like still want you guys to boo him whenever he comes back, but you know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't want to kill the gimmick too hard. It's just, there's a lot thrown around about that guy, about money and him taking this or that or doing that. And I think, I just think it was, it was a point that needed to be made that he, he definitely turned down more money, you know, not saying that you don't pay him good, but right. He, he wanted to, to, to finish out, you know, what he had done here at AIW and, you know what I mean? And, and I think that that says a lot personally. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's just, um, again, you know, I, I, I just am so just incredibly thankful and happy for the fans and, you know what I mean? And then, then, you know, everybody, you know, all the guys kind of get their small little pockets that come out too. And it was just like such a great, you, you know what I mean? Like building blocks all over the place, right? Like, uh, you know, same thing can be said in, in the in the eight man with, you know, um, Cash is King against, you know, Mikey, Balking Season, and Hardway Hotway. Like, Mikey and Eric Taylor, when they were in the ring, face, you know, across from each other for the first time, another dueling chance situation, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, this is this is awesome, you know? And it's just like nobody knew how the new group was going to be perceived. Nobody knew how, you know, Mikey uh, was going to be perceived. And, like, that is just a credit to the fans and, you know, to be like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more to do here, right? Like, there's there's more going on here. (laughs) So, yeah, you can't, like – if we did that show and nobody was reacting to anything and nobody cared, like, you know, I don't think any of us would be as fucking jazzed as we were uh, backstage, you know, all night. But the crowd was fucking electric and just with it. And, like, this is really just a podcast about just thanking everybody that, you know, came, did come out and did fucking, you know, was on board and, you know, whether they liked it or hated it or were indifferent about it, when it kind of played along, I guess, you know, and yeah. like, we're, right, we're, right. you know, just kind of, you know, 
lived in that moment for, you know, the two and a half hours or three hours or whatever it was. I mean, we were just all so happy with that, you know, and the, and, and the guys and, and girls were happy with that too. You know what I mean? Like, definitely, you know, it, you got to understand, like a lot of these people are wrestling in a lot of different places that are not like AIW. Right. So like it is, it, it's a grind, you know, a lot of these bookings, you know, uh, that, that some of these people are doing and, you know, for them to go out and, you know, get those reactions and like realize that people are kind of on board and, you know, paying attention to what they're doing and or, or you know, are, you know, just kind of uh, just engaged in, you know, just kind of uh, following and paying attention like that is like that means so much more to the performers than anything else. Right. Like. Sometimes they got to go to these shows and they got to, you know, they got to pull out like a slow clap or something, you know, like, and it's like, a, it's a lot of work and like to, to go out there and, you know, it was our big show and for the crowd to treat the performers like it was a big show, like that was, that was awesome. Every match too, you know what I mean? There really was no, no lull in it. It seemed like the crowd was up for every match. Um, like I said, I think it was paced really well in the matches, the way you, you booked it, but the crowd was definitely with it at all times, you know, and all night long. Here's here's another kind of point, you know, like, and just my like praise for the crowd and just the AIW system and how that we have built this equity up, right? Like, I think the equity with the fans is so important and the established history and like all that stuff. Look at our two fucking big surprises that should, that were actually at the show, right? Like, and I won't reveal any of the other kind of cherry on top stuff, but Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and Trey Lamar, two of the biggest fucking pops of the night because oh, yeah. they came back at Absolution. And it's just like, you, you, you try to have them be the mystery guys on some other show and like people are going to go, what? You know what I mean? Like, this is it. But, like, at Absolution, it was huge. And, yeah. again, that is just a credit to, you know, this long-term fandom that we have established with, you know, with the fan base. Like, they – you, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham comes back at, you know, wherever – he had wrestled previously. Like, I don't know, and that's no offense to him. Like, I don't know that he's getting that reaction. But, like, these are two homegrown day one products of the IW Academy. A lot of these fans saw their first ever match matches, right? Like, mm-hmm. they saw them grow. They saw them all sorts of different moments, you know, for years. And they've both been gone for years for the most part. I mean, Dan did the gauntlet, but for them to get, like, that sort of reaction from that many people, you know, like, that's fucking, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, so if you, you want, you're going to want to join the Patreon if you're not already, because we did record a podcast, myself, Dr. Dan and Trey before the show. And I just kind of went over some stuff with them. It's not very long. I think it's only got like 20, 25 minutes, but it's, it will be interesting now after the show to go back and listen to that because we talked about some of that stuff and what it was like to be away and what they think 
you know, the pop will be like. And it's it's interesting to listen to kind of their reactions to the, some of that. And I think I think the pop and and the the excitement for both of them was way beyond what either of them thought it was going to be. Uh, you know, I lot I know a lot of wrestlers are hard on themselves. They're the biggest critics. They you know you kind of play the expectations low. You know, just in case. But I I think I think the crowd reaction for both of them was just enormous and it shows like you said you know for some of these guys I and mean, they both came out of the same class in the school i'm pretty sure and uh to see you know a lot of, like i said a lot of these 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 fans absolution fans you know because absolution's a show like you said it's a family affair where there was a lot of people in the crowd for absolution that maybe hadn't been at the last one or two or three shows but absolution is a show that everyone shows out for and to see those guys, like you said, as that surprise and get such a huge reaction really kind of shows the fans, you know, investment in a lot of these characters. And that's just another kind of point back to what we're saying that AIW is doing is building homegrown stars, not just wrestlers that can go out and wrestle at Wild Zero or Black Label Pro, any of these other names that you want to name. They We're not just churning out wrestlers that can go have matches. We're building stars and people that tell stories and, 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 and great characters in our environment, in our AIW universe that people really give a shit about. Yeah, and I, th- I just think it makes them more well-rounded performers, you know, and, like, obviously, you know, we want them to have good matches. That's, you know, that is, you know, paramount. But sure. I think, you know, just, like I said, it's just that, that just fan equity and that just trust that we've built with the fans over the years – I mean, like, that is crazy. Like, if, you know, five years ago, you would have told me, like, your big surprise returns are going to be two guys that came out of the school that haven't been around in two years. Like, Mm -hmm. I had absolution. I would have been like, no fucking chance that is ever going to work. Like, I'd be the first to admit that. Like, I'd say absolutely not. Like, this, there's no way that this is going to work. But, like... Right. As things have just grown and like this fan base, like I said it in a tweet, but like it really has become a community of in Northeast Ohio. And people travel in, you know what I mean? Like, sure. You have people that that are coming from from Pennsylvania and, you know, all over Ohio and, you know, Scott Random from Detroit and. Goldsteins you know, the, came from New York. Goldsteins from New York and the, the Dugans, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, from, from Pennsylvania. Like, it, it just, uh, people are coming in from all over the place. Yeah, and, they come uh, in. The Doug, I think it's Duggan, but they they come in Dugans, every show. Duggans, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They come in every show. Yeah, and it's just like, it, you know, it's it, it's this community and, you know, everybody knows each other and, like, it's just, uh, it, it's it's awesome. And I think, you know, kind of the collateral damage of that is, like, they know these these characters and they know these talents and like it's you know they're not coming you know like they're not coming to one show they're coming to fucking 17 shows a year you know like maybe they're missing right. a couple but like for the most part they know what's going on who's who the, the history the you know everything and it's just like that it, that was what was crazy like and what what was crazier is like I knew that it was gonna fucking work. Like like I said, five years ago I would say fuck, and there's no fucking way we can do that. Mm-hmm. But five years ago we did not have that built up equity like we do now. Like we've we've had great we, we've had great a great great run of like great crowds and you know just support for for quite a long time. But like you know 
five years ago, like that shit wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like, if I think it's a big credit to you, you know, not to, you know, stroke your ego too great here, but I think it's a big credit to you and Dom and everyone in the back kind of who helps, you know, book this stuff and, and steer AIW the way they do, because it, it's not, Every match isn't a storyline where you got to pay exclusive attention. Right. Like and if you look away, you're going to miss it. But it's peppered in along the way. Maybe took a little longer than maybe some fans wanted to finally buy in and see all this big long story. But every show has had a little bit of a, a little bit further and a little bit further. And like you said, like I said, it's not like every match. But if you're paying attention, you see it, and it all finally kind of culminated here at Absolution. It was it, it was really impressive to see it all kind of finally snake in and work back to together in this one big show and have it work in a way where the crowd got it and bought in all night and was hot for it was not you know slow or like okay i've had enough of this or you know i mean because there was a a couple things you know we'd seen josh and and tom a few times or there was some stuff we'd seen a few times already but it was never it never felt old or like predictable or anything you know what i mean like it all just really worked and i I think that is a credit to the fans too for buying in and 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 taking the ride and and letting that letting you steer them you know down down the river to where you wanted to be yeah and like you know there sometimes there are just matches for the sake of matches and like you you know and and you got to do that too but like the scramble is a perfect example of that like no real story but then all of a sudden the story is it's like these two guys that haven't been here in a while are, are now back. So now that's exciting, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, just little things like that to where like, I, I realize like you can't have fucking eight, nine matches that are all super story driven like that. But I mean, for the most part, this card outside of the scramble, which had that little story, everything had a little bit of something going on, you know, like it, some even, a little bit, some, some, a lot of it. Even the scramble, too, though. I mean, you know, you had the two returns from two guys, but you also had two very recent graduates who have been kind of ascending the ranks in AIW and kind of trying to make a name for themselves and really show out in AJ and Vic Vice. And I think both of them had a really big showing at Absolution and, and made a point and made it a story out of, out of you know, whatever and, and made it you know, a match that mattered. I know you say the scramble was just kind of one that was there, but I, I think there was a lot, there was a lot in that one, to be honest. Well, it, and honestly it had like, it, it did have a meaning to me, but I don't know, like I, I did not expect anybody to really pick up on it, but it, in my head, it was designed this way. It was the two brand new guys in Austin James and Vic Vice. Mm-hmm. Chase Oliver and Lewis Linden, who are this, bridge from old AIW to new AIW like they're like you know almost like the old guard they're 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 the bridge they've they they've Linden especially but you know even Chase Oliver at this point they've been around for a while right right and then Dr. Dan and Trey Lamar were this you know these these kind of like old old gunslingers return returning you know what I mean like mm-hmm. so it was like so it was like new current to to old and then you know the old the the older guys coming back which it's kind of crazy to say trey and dan were the older guys but that was older in the sense that they have not been around and and active on the roster so that was kind of how it was designed in my head two two and two like that right 
Yeah, that one, like I said, that's even the scramble to me had some meat on the bone there. If you really, you know, for all the AW really hardcore, as I mean, we say we talk about a lot there. There are a lot of fans that come to every single show that I think kind of picked up on some stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to blow a spot right now, but, uh, you know, uh, you got to give a shout out to Chase Oliver, who I mean, just fucking the worst goddamn luck ever. Yeah. You know, him and Trey, you know, that's another little story that was in that scramble. Former stablemates, former tag team, no consequences. They're getting ready to do their big fucking double crisscrossing moonsault dive that they did a million times. And Chase Oliver just his his foot gives out and he just rolls out. And, you know, Jeremy and Patty were quick to get back there and, and, and look at it and get them, get them together. And, um, you know, uh, he, it does, it sounds like he's going to be out for quite some time. Uh, he is to, you know, he, he's been to the doctor already twice this week. Um, one is pretty convinced that, uh, his Achilles is ruptured, uh, which is a, a long, long recovery. And, um, but he still has to get an MRI for confirmation. Uh, but the the doctor was pretty um, sure that they were there was going to need to be a surgery and there was going to be some recovery time. So uh, you know that just sucks sucks for him. Yeah. And I mean, also what a fucking maniac! He gets everything wrapped up. He's obviously upset, and then uh, he just sit says tells observational banter. All right, move and sits Step right back. Aside, son. <laughs> sits right back down in the director's chair, and I was like, "Dude, do you want to go to the like?" He was just like, "I'm, I'll go to the doctor later or tomorrow." Like, oh yeah. He's like, "Whatever, I'm just gonna see it through." An absolute trooper, yeah. Like, we're so sorry to hear, you know, of his injury. I felt so bad for him, but he, the guy is just a fucking maniac. Um, he came back, yeah, and sat in the chair, and you know. Uh, a lot of other people would have just left and said, you know, fuck this, I'm going home. You know, it's it's tough to, you know, to take an injury in any sport and be on the sideline like that and watch others perform when you can't. And a very selfless of Chase to sit down in the director's chair. I'm sure Caleb could have handled it, but, you know, uh, Chase wanted to make sure that everything was you know, taken care of and, uh, and all that. And yeah, he sat right there in the chair and, uh, and finished the rest of the show. And you got to give Caleb observational banner, a big shout out. Like, uh, I, I, I know that there were like a few incidences where he like, uh, forgot to unmute coming out of the package, but I mean, there was a lot fucking going on and he was kind of thrown right into the fucking fire, you know? And like, uh, for a while there. So it's like, uh, you, you got to give him his props. You gotta, you gotta shout him out. I mean, you know, and he's also, you know, now he's going to have to step up and, you know, uh, kind of uh, step in for Chase, at least for a little bit. You know, we, we got these Black Label shows and, you know, right. some, some who knows where Chase is at as far as, you know, being able to, to come to these shows and, and drive. And, you know, uh, Caleb may have to at least at the very least pick him up and drive him. You know, I don't know. But uh, you got to give both those guys uh, shout outs like very very thankfully they're both located close to each other in the Youngstown area but right um, 
Yeah, I mean, everybody works hard, you know, not to try and single anybody or say somebody works harder than the other, but observational banter, um, it, you know, he's still a student. Uh, he hasn't graduated yet. He he goes above and beyond, um, as do a lot, but Caleb, you know, you got to give a shout out, goes above and beyond. Uh, and, you know, like you said, you know, mistakes happen as, you know, somebody, I, I do a job back there. It's tough. You know, nobody nobody wants to make mistakes. Caleb, you know, he he, he knows what he did and he, he's already said uh, on his own podcast uh, that he, he knows what to fix and how to do it and uh it was also you know it was a little bit of a technical uh you know a tools error because he wasn't able to use uh certain headphones and stuff he was at a little bit of a disadvantage i gotta take up for him you know it's it's tough to it's tough yeah, to had, do audio stuff when you can't hear so you know yeah, what i mean yeah, <laughs> he I knows what he needs to fix there's some AirPods that went dead and you know he just kind of kept rolling with it so, I mean, he's literally already wearing, the person in that chair already wears, like, three pairs of headphones to listen to the referees, the production, you know, on, on the headphones. You got to listen to the stream on the headphones. There's, like, three different sets of headphones you got to wear at any given moment sitting in that chair. So, yeah, it's a tough job, that's for sure. And, and shouts shouts to Caleb and Chase for, for handling it. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, you, you also got to shout out, um, you know, Patty and Jeremy who were just oh, yeah. working so hard uh, getting people uh, healthy and safe after matches. You know, Chase was getting medical attention within seconds. You know, uh, same with Ziggy, uh, Josh Bishop. You, you know what I mean? Like uh, they Tom had was bleeding, had a big cut on his head too. They had people hooked up to IVs, rehydrating them, just like – I mean, I was like, what the fuck is AIW become? Like, to me, I was just like, wow, like, this is, you know, like, the draw is great, and you know what I mean? Everything's going good, but, like, this is fucking, this is awesome. Like, you cannot say enough great things about Patty and Jeremy uh, for just how they take care of everybody. I mean, like, uh, you know, just yeah. making sure people are hydrated, like, you know, just checking everything like anybody that has anything bothering them like they go and see them like it, it's just like they're working so hard at every single show like i told like you know ziggy is just like a mess like match yeah, two or whatever it was you like i don't know like or three or whenever and i was like geez like i was like jeremy you usually don't have to work this early in a show and he's like <laughs> it's absolution that's what he said yeah that rocks. <laughs> yeah, big shout outs as always to Patty and Jeremy. But I mean, you got to really think about that. You know, everyone, you know, the the ghouls out there like to see the blood and the stuff like that, but somebody has to touch them and clean them up and that's, you know, that's not an easy job and well, I mean, that stuff right like that don't there. happen everywhere, you know, and like Right. Oh yeah. There's plenty of AIW shows where none of that shit happened. It was, you know, like uh go rinse your head off in the sink and, you know, get put a paper towel on it, you know, like so, you know, that is just a, an incredible just, uh, you know, advancement in, you know, everything. And, uh, you know, they, they come and, you know, volunteer their time. And, you know, uh, it's just it's amazing. For the love of the business, baby. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, another shout out. You got to you got to give Eric Bischoff a shout out. Could not have been fucking cooler. Like yeah. just such a like. Could not have been a cooler fucking dude ever, you know, like, uh, before the show, like, you know, we're just sitting on the U-Haul drinking beers and, you know, just talking shop about the industry and, you know, like, uh, he's asking about the AW business and like, you know, I'm asking him questions and, uh, fucking the funniest thing. Like, do, do you know RJ, student RJ? Yeah. 
okay so like rj's out there and he's just like yeah you know like thank you thorn for everything and like it's just me eric bischoff and rj and i'm like oh, rj where the fuck did you come from you know and like he's just been there you know while me and eric, like listening to me and eric talk and he's just like yeah you know thank you for everything you do he's like also thank you because today's my birthday and yeah, uh, are you telling that story and like eric bischoff goes today's your birthday he goes yeah busts in a full happy birthday serenade and then when it gets to the name he kind of looks at me and i say rj and he goes rj <laughs> wasn't like a happy like a quick one he sang the whole song to completion and like for for rj's birthday it was so fucking awesome that's great. and then uh he goes this is the shit you should be videotaping right here <laughs> he's singing happy birthday to rj Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of stuff, you know, that it's just great. You don't get that anywhere else, man. AIW, and you got to, you know, that's Eric Bischoff, him being in a good mood like that. I'm sure there, you know, there's plenty of meet and greets where if guys not in, you know, the guys like girls, whatever, they're not in a good mood, uh, you know, it doesn't make the meet and greet go so well. They just uh, sign your thing and they go off. I know a lot of people were in that line talking to him for a while, man. He he chatted it, chatted it up, you know, with everybody. He, he had was a great awesome. time. Yeah, he just so so awesome and like uh you know i can you know i i know that uh you know uh we used to kind of report like it's been a while since we've had a new king eric bischoff is the new aw king of the meet and greets uh the largest total uh in in history of uh, us doing the meet and greets so uh you know shout out again to the fans for for participating in that uh, the new the new king Eric Bischoff and another fucking thing that Eric Bischoff did that was awesome is when Chase got hurt and obviously it was in the middle of the match and they had to kind of work on the fly as soon as the match was over Eric Bischoff got up from his table and came to Gorilla and pulled all those guys that were in the scramble aside and told them what a fucking awesome job they did working on the fly yeah. because Chase got hurt and they were able to kind of work through it and communicate and get back on track. And that meant, I mean, you, you, you have to imagine that meant so much to all those guys, Oh, sure. you know, the, the five of those guys were, you know, Eric Bischoff, he like specifically came back there to tell them like, fucking, you guys should all be proud of yourselves. You know, you're obviously your, your colleague got hurt, but you guys kept on with the show and, and got it back on track and, and got through it and got to the end and uh you know it didn't it didn't look all that bad and he was just like everybody give yourselves a round of round of applause like that was awesome and then he went over and he checked on chase oliver and then before he left he came he came back to check on chase oliver again and like took a picture with chase and like you know just uh, told him how how bad he was feeling for him and how he's pulling for him to be okay just could not have been a cooler fucking dude eric bischoff absolutely yeah wow can't new king of the meet and greets that's uh that's interesting we'll have to keep that in mind though for the next one but i don't know who's gonna top bischoff that'll be interesting to see that's for sure yeah i mean just uh <clears throat> such a great a great day overall i would say i mean uh even you know there were a couple of surprise things that fell through that you know were not really implications of the show and like even pedro and i kept going like what's going to go wrong today because like everything was set up so early like uh fucking like the whole arena which sometimes they don't even they're fucking setting the thing up until fucking doors open everything was set up at like 1 30 
And it was wild. It was just, I got there and I was just like, it was dead silent. Everything was set up and it was dead silence. And like, you were there and Dom, Dom and Pedro were there. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Where is everybody? Why is it so quiet? Why is everything done? Like, this is so (laughs) weird. Yeah, they had sent everyone off for lunch super early because we got everything done just so quickly. And then you showed up and you're like, wait, where the fuck is everybody? Wait, everything's done? And I'm like, yeah, everyone's gone eating. You're like, holy shit. You're like, this is the, this is the this some real quiet before the storm type shit. Like, what's going to go wrong? Because everything's already ready. I'm like, don't fucking say that. <laughs> I mean, just like, and then like fucking, like it was just like all this good shit happening. And then like the Tadmore Shrine is like, hey guys, you know. Uh, I don't know if this is an inconvenience or not, but we're going to all plastic. So we have like 50 tables and you guys have a U-Haul. Would you be able to just take them and get rid of them for us? The tables? Yes. All yeah, the, every yeah. wooden table. Right. So like then they gave us 50 wooden tables. Yeah. And it's just like, what? And not, what? What the fuck is what, what is going on today? They uh, they opened that side room with the bar and stuff, that was awesome which I thought too. was awesome. They had the fucking stream going in there, so God forbid you did have to go run and grab a beer. You know, it was right around the corner there. What it wasn't far, but they had the fucking stream going on. You could see exactly what was happening. You didn't. You you know, you're not missing anything. That was that was awesome, in my opinion. That was really cool. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. Like they were just so on board with the with the event. I mean. uh it was just like, like I said, like uh, Pedro's gonna be mad because I wasn't supposed to reveal that we have those tables because all the wrestlers will fucking break the tables and you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, con- you gotta conserve them because they're like gold these days, right? But I mean, it's just like, uh, just fucking shit like that. I was just like, man, that was fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. the stream was on in the bar, like. Uh, they had be they moved where they sold the beer within the arena space like then they had the fucking full bar set up going down the hall like there were people in there just chilling watching the stream drinking at the bar instead of being in the show like it was just it, it was such a cool setup yeah it was great for sure um well we've been going here about an hour so I don't know how much else you want to you know what you want to say about the show as a whole I think you know we've said most of our thoughts anything uh, anything we missed here no, I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it when we do like a, a full, full recap, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, I, I guess we really didn't have a plan. We planned on talking about absolution and then we didn't, we just talked about all kind of absolution adjacent things. We didn't really get to the fucking meat and the bones of it. I think a lot of people come here for this type of stuff though i've had a lot of people kind of say that to me at the shows here there that you know there's some other shows that do preview shows review shows you know the iw guy the cheers all those are out there you know there's there's review shows i know people like to hear us and the aw you know kind of roundtable take care of it too but i think a lot of people come here for kind of the stuff we're talking about now you know the the behind the scenes kind of you know, that type of behind the curtain, a little bit of stuff to, you know, really kind of know, you know, what happened. You know, a lot of people go to the show, but there's a lot that goes on, you know, the behind the scenes that, you know, of a wrestling show that, you know, is, is not always uh, at the forefront. I think we're one of the few podcasts slash companies, whatever, that kind of puts it all out there for everyone, you know. And I mean, that's a credit to you. You know, you're the one who allows this type of shit. A lot of people, a lot of performers and promoters and shit don't want anybody to know about this type of shit. And, you, and here we are, you know, telling you every week. Well, I think it's just like you got to put it like from my perspective is like you got to put out how fucking how much goes into it. Because like so many people are just like, ah, it's just indie wrestling. 
you know, and it's just like, yeah, the shit like that does exist, but it ain't here, brother. Like, there's a lot right. that fucking goes on. Like, it is a fucking full time endeavor for a lot of people to get to to get through that fucking three hour fucking show, you know. So, <laughs> um, you know, there's just a lot that goes on, and you know, even more so now that you know production has been in the house now for for almost a year. Um, you know, like just so much. There's just so much more to it, but it's just like you gotta you know i think people got to know you know like i get these fucking emails all the time like hey are you looking for anybody on the writing team like it's not a fucking writing team dude like it's my fucking <laughs> writing brain. team like yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's my brain like it's the team you know what i mean like uh people give me ideas and i go ah eh, maybe move this do this like it's just like but there's so much other shit that goes on, you know, like yeah. we don't even get into like the promotional aspect, like actually trying to sell tickets and like trying to fill the fucking shows. Like we didn't ever get into that fucking part either, but like, there's just so much that goes into it to produce this, you know, three hours or six hours or whatever it is of, of live wrestling a month. It's like a, it's like the traveling circus, man. <laughs> yeah, dark, I mean, it really the dark is. carnival, if you will. <laughs> whoop whoop. I think um, you know, I've been t- I've been talking to Violent J a lot. We might be working a lot more. I love it. I love I love the idea that we got to bring them in. Got to bring them back. I know a handful of people, you know, said that. I know we did do the meet and greet with ICP before, but I feel like there's a lot more people uh, back. I on just the train don't even of, know. Like it, you know, at that point like I, I can only like they're kind of hot again right now I, I don't even know like what yeah. i would have to charge you know like i hope they just show up one day you know or like something right you know that's kind of where i'm at because like what we paid them before and probably what they would cost now is probably like astronomical because 2019 they were kind of you know they were still popular but like uh, you know they weren't doing it they weren't doing a lot and like i think we kind of caught them at a you know kind of an off time like in the winter time like uh, cause like I look at like what we charged and like what they charge for a meet and greet now, and I'm just oh, like, yeah. fuck, like oh yeah, like I think it's yeah. one fifty. The know, juggalo economy, like we talked about, is a wild. Yeah, I think wild. I think they get one fifty a uh, meet and greet. God so damn. it's like and like so I'm like fuck, like I can only imagine, you know what like what what that you, you know like what that would work out, what their expectation is now for each, you know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'm going to keep trying to, you know, move my budding friendship with Violent J forward, and we'll see what happens. Love it. Well, shout, big shouts to Violent J, the Duke. Hell yeah, Duke um, of the Wicked. Shouts to Shaggy Two Up too, but he doesn't text me. So, <laughs> right. Um, very very couple, nice guy. Couple quick questions from uh, speaking of EVP of Health, Jeremy. He is always hitting me with some questions. Uh, appreciate that. He was curious, uh, I think we kind of covered this a little bit, but he was curious if the gathering of the Juggalos was recorded. I'm, assume he, I'm assuming he means uh, Bloody Mania 16, uh, and if it's going to be released at all on Fight or Patreon. Um, you did record it on my phone, like a one-shot yes. phone angle. Um, Violent J was hit me up saying that they also had somebody roaming with a camera i know that they were trying to get that going like right before showtime i was like dude like if somebody would told me i could have brought a full fucking setup you know right um because he was asking me if i could get like wadsworth and either dustin and zagura up together with him to drop a new commentary track on it oh nice uh and i said yeah absolutely so they may be releasing it somehow that way um 
you know, he was supposed to kind of have a little meeting about, uh, you know, where psychopathic business is going to go, you know, for the rest of the year into 2024. Cause you know, uh, they're still kind of like in this, like coming out of COVID, like they just kind of did the gathering and hollow wicked the, the last kind of two years. Uh, mm-hmm. so I think now they're kind of figuring out where, where things are, are, are headed. And, uh, I think, you know, he wants to do a little bit more JCW stuff. He's been kind of happy with the, the new kind of crew that I've weaved in a little bit, it seems. So, um, he seems very jazzed up to kind of, you know, get it out there again. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, because they used to do a lot more shows. They used to right. do stuff at, like, their headquarters and stuff on, like, random Tuesdays and stuff. Right. But they would film that stuff and, you know, put it out for their Patreon and yada, yada. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show, again, like you said, the ICP is just huge supporters of, of independent wrestling. And it's just, you know, you can't thank them enough for that type of shit because, you know, it, it, this shit costs a lot of money and a lot of time. And uh, not there's not that many people that really want to, you know, invest that kind of stuff in back into independent wrestling and, and icp really does yeah for sure i mean they do not have to and they do uh so i mean i i have some cell phone footage i may uh kind of try to cut it together uh from what you filmed on my phone i know maybe a couple things missed here and there when my password <laughs> locked but yeah there was a couple times here and there uh i just accidentally hit the phone you know it's hard you know running around there with the iphone in my hand also i'm not normally used to like filming and stuff so that was like a first time for me so some of the angles might not be the best or this or that but uh learn on the fly as we go right <laughs> right right um, another quick one from Jeremy. He was curious uh, for the Fonzie tournament and Wrestle Rager. Do you have any type of meet and greet guests lined up for those? Anything you're going to be announcing? No. Um, the Great Lakes Geek Fest people were very adamant that they wanted more money going towards the AIW talent as opposed to a meet and greet. So we're going to honor those wishes, you know, and um, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> they did not want to meet and greet. They wanted the more money into the, you know, the AW fold and, you know, didn't want us, you know, paying out for, you know, all these stars and these big expenses. Uh, so, which I thought was pretty cool, you know? Um, Hell yeah. So we're going to do that. And then for Russell Rager, like, you know, with Tommy Rich canceling last minute last year and, you know, like Guido was, a, you know, obviously a blast, but I think I'm I kind of think that like that show kind of may have its own kind of aura of its own to where it may not need a star. I think maybe the atmosphere does it. You know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. Wrestle Rager is just an absolute shit show that you Wrestle Rager is the meet and greet itself. Just going to that place and seeing the show there is, in my opinion, enough of an attraction itself. It's just, it's unlike any other AIW show that we do. Um, it's just a, a crazy time and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think I'm just gonna let it let it roll this year, and I want to see what happens. I think that you know, I I think the show has has more than established itself uh as to what it is and why it's fun and why people love it um i don't necessarily know if the meet and greets add to it or not i mean they certainly don't like hurt it but uh, i think that i want to see if it you know how it does you know straight up as it is um and kind of go from there um so that's my plan and then uh to kind of you know kick in you know 
special guest back into Jaylet weekend, which you know we are gonna move forward with in in September. Um, two nighter. Uh, from the, the sounds of it, it's gonna be in the big room. Um, we're talking about you know selling those tables and things like that. Those tables are gonna, from what I understand, you know they will be more expensive, you know, than the GA ticket, but. It does include like four seats with the table, so we're I'm waiting to hear back on that from them, and then you know hopefully we'll get those tickets on sale soon. Uh, we are not going to do any weekend passes for Jaylet. I'm just going to throw that out there now with you know the hopes to keep the Ticketmaster f- like fee down because it, from what I understand, it it is dependent on the 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 base price, and then that makes it more. So we're just going to go all all cart all three shows. Uh, Jaylet night one, fresh meat three, and Jaylet night two, <laughs> and uh, you know we've kind of bumped ticket ticket prices down, and um, you know I know you kind of reviewed a little bit of that. I, I showed you my my mm-hmm. plan, uh, so we're trying to make it affordable uh, for everybody to kind of pack pack those uh, three shows. Yeah, I really, I really think I think the ticket price as a whole was was good and is is a fair price, especially for that room and just kind of the comfort that it brings. But those tables, I mean, that is that is an absolute steal. Um, if you're if you're uh, I, I kind of need my space person, but I like to be close. Those tables, I mean, you're gonna want to jump on that because it's four seats. Like you said, you get your own little, you know, it's it's not a VIP, but you kind of get your own little area there at the table. You know what I mean? You're not gonna have other people hovering around you in GA where you know you can get some hovering going on and that you know people just start showing up in your space in GA. Those tables, man, that is that is prime time seating in my opinion and i think that you should people should take it i know i mean you told you you know i don't want to blow your spot up but you told me that i should bump them up more for for how premium they are but it's it's a killer deal for what for what the price is it's a killer deal if that was me i would i would be buying for buying it and finding the other three to sit with me because it's a killer deal for like i said the space and the area that you get there you're it's very close you're not far off the ring it's a perfect sight line those those tables are killer deals. <clears throat> All right, well that was kind of it for question stuff. I know we kind of didn't really I didn't throw the questions out there. I figured we had kind of a lot to discuss today with absolution and all that. So uh, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? No, man, I'm 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 good. All right, well, uh, as we said, we're going to try and do a full Absolution recap here, maybe kind of an AIW roundtable, so look for that. Uh, We've got some Patreon stuff coming out for sure. I recorded some Patreon stuff recently at Absolution. We're going to have a a little Q&A kind of with Dr. Dan and Trey. Um, We got some gathering talk with uh, Big Chuck Stone and... uh, Clemens is in there. We had a few run-ins from people. Caleb, Derek came running in. Wes was there. was a lot of names in there. So definitely sign up for the Patreon if you're not a Patreon yet. A lot of stuff uh, coming down the works for the rest of the summer for that. Uh, really kind of getting into gear with that on my end of that. Um, but uh, for AIW, for John Thorne, for myself, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.